the gift that God gives you does not run out. His extent is eternal life. His extent is forevermore. So we see that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come to give you life and to give it more abundantly. And then the next verse, he says, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Your life has been paid for. 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 He paid for it. He laid down his life for your life. Resurrection life. If you can turn in your Bibles to John 11, just the next chapter over. This is an amazing passage. Talking about resurrection and life. In this passage, Jesus says, I'm the resurrection and the life. He's talking about Lazarus. And Martha and Mary send a Facebook message over to Jesus and say, hey, Lazarus died. You know, they somehow Instagrammed a picture or whatever. And Jesus gets the message that Lazarus dies. And then what does he do? He spends a few more days where he's at. Actually, they didn't get a message he died. They got a message that he was sick. Sorry, and he was dying. And Jesus says, let's just stay here, guys. And then he decides it's time to go. And when he gets there, Lazarus has been dead for four days. And Mary is talking to him and Martha is talking to him and they're saying, if you would only have come when we called you, it would have been okay. So I'm going to say something here and I want you to listen. Because many times we've said to God, if you only had came when I called, it would have been okay. If you only had come when I sent out my prayer to you, if you would only have been there when I called on you. And Jesus says, don't you know that I am the resurrection and the life? And you might say, well, the time limit is past. And God says, no. That dream that you thought would expire, he says, I'm the resurrection and the life. And he comes to Martha and Mary and he says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. Who do you get your life from? If you get it from Jesus, and we do, then his life is a life that surpasses the boundaries that we might think or expect because his life is a resurrection and life. His life is an abundant life. It's not just, and, and what's amazing is resurrection life is not just for the future. 
Because Martha says, well, I know that you are and that he'll raise again and, and he'll be with you forever. And he says, no, I'm the resurrection and the life. And it happened and he raised him from the dead right there. I heard one preacher said, if Jesus wouldn't have called him by name, all the graves would have been opened. But he came to the grave and he called out his name Lazarus and he came out alive. Today we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus is the most amazing and celebratory aspect of our belief in Christ. Because what he did was he died on the cross and then he rose from the grave. And in Corinthians it says, without his resurrection, all that other stuff would have been in vain. And Jesus didn't only conquer the sin. Jesus didn't just pay for the sin. Jesus didn't just meet that requirement. But then he rose in life again. And he lives forevermore. There are no other heroes in our lives that live beyond that. They live their life and then they die and they don't rise again. But Jesus rose from the dead and he is the only one who is alive now. What amazes me is Hollywood comes up with all these superheroes and quite often they're from other planets or from other spheres to come down to help us. What they're looking for is they're looking for a supernatural fix, if I could use that word. When Jesus is the one who the Father sent, who came, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, paid for our debt, and then died and rose again so that you and I could experience resurrection life. And the resurrection life we experience is not just for the future, but it's for now. And it's not just for now, but it's for the future. Resurrection life. It's for today, not just for the future. Think about the resurrection life living inside of you. I am convinced that each one of you here has a deposit of the resurrection life living inside of you. I am convinced of it. And I am convinced because of that that the life that you live is a life of distinction. I am convinced because of the resurrection life that lives inside of you that people should look at you and they should see something different because you have the power of the resurrected Christ living inside of you. We read that this morning. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, what does it say? He shall quicken, which means make alive your mortal bodies. The resurrection life is not just for the future. It is actually for us to live today in the nasty now. 
His resurrection life is to help you overcome. Amen? Whatever situation you're facing, the resurrection life is there for you. Doesn't matter whether you're facing a financial situation, whether you're facing stress, whether you're facing, I don't know what to do. Call on the resurrection life, the power that raised Christ from the dead, that same spirit. Call on that and say, spirit, I need a touch from you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Resurrection life is not just for the future. It's for you to live a victorious life now. Amen? Who here could use a touch from the power of God? Who here could go, yeah, I could use some extra oomph in my life? Who here has a coworker? Don't point at them, but who here has a coworker that you go, you know what? I could just use a little bit extra to get along better with that person. Who here, sometimes we make this so far-fetched. Who here is looking at your checkbook and you're going, I don't know how it's going to work. The resurrected life, the power of the resurrected life is a life that gets you above and beyond. The resurrected life is not a life of defeat. It is a life a victory. You and I walk in victory because of what Jesus did. Jesus brings dead things to life. Jesus brings dead things to life. The resurrection life of Jesus is a life that brings dead things to life. Anybody here ever get a report that gave you no hope? I've received a report that was no hope. That's not what Jesus says. The doctors say this. The professionals say this. The, expect, the experts say this. But Jesus says, I've come to give you life and the resurrection life. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. And things that people have said are dead are alive because of Christ. Surely, what people say about those, those, those things in Alberta, they're alive. They're springing up. You know what I'm talking about. They're not dead. Other people might say that. Experts may say that. But God says, no, they're alive. And speak to them and say, they are alive. What are some of the dead things in your life? Speak to them 
and say, no, they are alive because of what Christ has done. Because I have accepted Christ in my life, the life I now live has a resurrection power living inside of me. And therefore, I can speak to those things that are dead, and I speak to them that they are alive, and I speak to them as if they're living. That's what it says Abraham did. He spoke to that dead thing as if it was alive. The third thing I want you to see is resurrection life gives us things we could not give ourselves. If we could give it ourselves, we wouldn't need it. But there are things we cannot give ourselves that resurrection life gives us. And the verse I'd like you to see is in Isaiah chapter 61. And if we can turn there, this verse we read it often. We, we also see this in, in Luke chapter 4, where Jesus takes the scroll and he reads a few verses out of this passage and it starts in Isaiah 61 where it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And Isaiah is prophetically speaking and declaring the ministry of what Jesus would do. And Jesus takes it in Luke and he reads it and he says, This day this is fulfilled in front of you. And I want you to see a few words here in what the resurrection life gives us that we could not give you ourselves. It says in, in verse 3, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes. What you have as ashes and as burnt, Jesus says, no, I'm come and I'm going to give you beauty for those things. Those dreams that have burnt and now there's nothing there except ashes. Jesus says, no, in the resurrected life that I've given you, I am ministering to you in the spirits upon me, and he's going to give you beauty for those ashes. How can that be? Because of the power of the spirit that lives in you and me. Amen? And he, he, he says, I'm going to give you beauty for ashes. He says, I'm going to give you the oil of joy or the oil of gladness instead of mourning. God wants to give you joy instead of mourning. Some of you have mourned over things that you've lost. Some of you have mourned over things that you cannot no longer achieve or have or hold inside of you. And God is saying that morning I'm going to give you the oil of gladness or the oil of joy for that morning. The resurrected life gives you things that you could not give yourself. Because of the resurrection life, because of the spirit that raised Christ from the dead, because of that, we can see things and experience things that we could not do in our own strength. This morning, I'm declaring hope to some of you. Because some of you have looked in the mirror and said, it's finished. And the only one that said that that was true was Jesus. And then what did he do? He rose from the dead. It is not finished. 
It is not over. It's not done. The last act is not written and finished for your life. There is more for you. He gives you beauty for ashes. He gives you the oil of joy for mourning. Some of you have walked into a room and started crying because of things that haven't worked out the way you've expected. I'm here to tell you that he will give you joy where you were mourning. Why? Because that's the power of the resurrected life that lives inside of you and me. He says, I'm going to give you oil of gladness. He said, I'm going to give you the mantle of praise instead of, in this version it says, instead of a spirit of fainting. When you didn't think you could do it, he's going to give you the garment or the mantle or the clothing of praise. I said it a couple weeks ago, praise is when you just tell somebody the good things they've done. And all of a sudden you're going to open your mouth and you're going to start speaking what God has done for you. Start writing down when God gives you a blessing. Write it down. That's why we want to put up a testimony wall. Because it's biblical to start praising and recognizing and remembering what God has done. It is biblical. We're just supposed to tell our children what God has done for us. We're supposed to say, you know what this is? You know what this vehicle is? This vehicle is a blessing from God. We're supposed to say, you know what? This here, this property is a blessing from God because when we didn't think we could do it, he did it. This house is a blessing from God. This, this vehicle, this healing, my health, those things that God has done for us, we need to declare them to others. And what happens is it turns into a garment of praise instead of heaviness or fainting. Because left to our own, I have found we seem to have a tendency to stay in there and have a pity party. And as I've heard, a pity party is a party of one. Nobody else likes to come and join it. But when I turn that pity party and that heaviness into praise and glory, what happens is it changes things around me and it changes things inside of me and I start to see what God's done before. He can do again. If he did it for them, he can do it for me. Why do we have testimonies? We have testimonies to see what God has done and to say he's no respecter of persons. So if he did it for him, he'll do it for me. And why can I say that? Because of the power of the resurrected life of Christ. Winona shared some of the benefits from Psalm 103. Pastor Daniel preached for a number of weeks on the benefits. Why do we see those benefits? It's because of the power of the resurrected Christ. Resurrection. And the life that he gave after resurrection is a life that does not end. We call it death. He calls it sleeping. And when I pass from this place, I'm going to sleep and I'm going to awake in a better place.
He says he's going to give us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that we would be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. The resurrected life gives us things we could not give ourselves. And I think in our, your notes I wrote down, Jesus wants to change the narrative around our life. Jesus wants to change the narrative around your life and around my life. And how does he do that? He does that by giving us things that we could not give ourselves. The last thing I want to say is we do not determine the extent of the resurrected life. Jesus defined it. But what we do determine is how much of that we want to experience. We determine how much we want to experience. He determined the extent. So this morning, if any of you want to grow greater in understanding or greater in experience, I want you to stand this morning and I'm going to pray for you that the resurrected life would grab a hold of you and your thoughts and your speech and the way you live and you're going to experience resurrection living in a way that you haven't experienced before. So if that's any of you this morning, I'd like you to stand and I'm going to pray for you this morning. I'm going to ask for dead things to come to life. I'm going to ask that you get the garment of praise instead of spirit of heaviness. I'm going to ask that the oil of joy falls on you instead of mourning. Resurrection life, healing, strength, peace, salvation. These are things that Jesus has given us and that you and I can receive because of what he's done for us. And may today, the resurrection Sunday that we celebrate Jesus conquering death, may we also celebrate that the things in our life are conquered and defeated because of what Jesus did. If you could just raise your hands just as a posture a physical posture to make yourself open, not to guard yourself, but just to open yourself up. If you could just open your hands and raise them up and take away a guard. A physical, sometimes a physical act is, is a, a spiritual expression. So Lord, I ask right now as we open up to receive that your resurrection life a revelation of your resurrection life would infiltrate our thoughts, our lives, our heart, our thoughts, our speaking, our actions. Lord, may we have a display of the resurrection life that you paid for, that you gave your life for. Lord, may we get a revelation of the extent and the measure of it in those situations that we face, the decisions that we have, the obstacles that we face, those things that people have said are dead. May we see life in them because of the resurrection life of Jesus. May that flow through us in a greater revelation than ever before.
Holy Spirit, may you come and seal this word this morning in our hearts. May we see healings, miracles. May we see salvation. May we see changes in situations. May we see those things that used to overcome us. Now we overcome them because of the power of the Spirit that raised Christ from the dead that dwells in us. Lord, may we realize and get a revelation of the power and the extent and the magnitude of your resurrected life. In your precious name, and everybody said, amen. God bless you. Share resurrection life with someone today.